Hello, and welcome to the GigaOM Internet of Things podcast, a new podcast that we launched last week where Stacey Higginbotham uh, brings you all the information you need to know about the emerging trend of the Internet of Things. Hi, Stacey. Hi, Chris. Uh, so last week, we talked a little bit about why the Internet of Things is such a cool thing, for lack of a thingy word. Uh, and we spoke with MobiPlug, and if people haven't checked out that episode, they should go back and listen because it's a really good primer on kind of the Internet of Things uh, and what MobiPlug is doing to make it happen. And who are we talking to? Or I'm sorry, who are you talking to this week? Sure. I am talking to Ramahan Malasani, who is the CEO of a company called Securify. And they make what I think is pretty cool. A, they make the Almond Plus router, which is a touchscreen router um, that has a bunch that works on a bunch of different protocols. And we'll get into some of that. But I thought it was a really cool Kickstarter project. And the original Almond router is actually a, it's a top bestseller on Amazon. So people, people like it. Um, it's pretty. And it, because it has the touchscreen, you can actually control it a little bit easier instead of having to like go into some sort of crazy DOS looking screen on your computer and, and trying to work with your router that way, you can actually have this pretty kind of smartphone-like GUI interface. So it's got a touchscreen that makes it easier to kind of connect devices? Yes, connect devices. And um, eventually, I think they want to like let you do other things, like manage like what devices can get on at what times and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. But for now, it's pretty much like you pop a button to add a device. You can pop a couple buttons to, you know, secure the device. Like maybe you don't want to share your Wi-Fi network with your neighbors. It's just kind of friendlier. So instead of going through like a desktop utility where you have to go through and manage all that, the touchscreen lets you do all that straight from the router. Right. Which does sound pretty cool. Um, and It's pretty too. It comes in different colors. Ooh, a fashionable I, router. For people who might be asking themselves, why do I care about a router and how does it relate to the Internet of Things? It's because this particular router has Wi-Fi, Z-Wave, and Zigbee radio protocols all built into it. And while a lot of people are like, oh my God, what are Wi-Fi, Zigbee, and Z-Wave? Um, basically, these are different ways that devices inside your house can connect to the connect to each other and connect to the internet. Um, although if you don't know what Wi-Fi is, um, you're probably not listening to this podcast. I was about to say, you might not be interested in what we have to say. No, you guys, you guys do talk about this a lot, but it's important because, uh, I think as, as you kind of talk a little bit about in, in the show itself, as these devices are being built, it's important that they're able to interoperate, especially because if you have, if everything is connected, you want to make sure that they're really connected. Yeah. So, a bunch of devices out there, um, like the Nest thermostat or even some of the, the stuff from Lowe's that's connected, they use standards like Zigbee or some of them use Z-Wave. And the home, like you really don't want to have to think about, oh my God, how do I connect the Z-Wave thing to my network? Um, the typical way is actually you plug a bunch of boxes into your network, either through your router or through like an Ethernet jack. Um, and that's ugly. And then you've got all of this like building, this like little mini city of boxes, you know, wherever your network equipment lives. Um, so this is, this kind of cleans up that mess, but it also makes it so you don't have to sit there going, dear God, this uses Z-Wave. Do I have anything that connects to Z-Wave? I don't know. So that's, that's the goal here. That's why I'm excited about this and why I thought it was worth talking to them. 
And you are so excited about the Internet of Things. You are actually taking it on the road, aren't you? I am, um, because because if it's going to be a connected world, we might as well all start talking to each other. And right now, the only way to do that is for me to get on a plane and to have these cool events. So we're starting it off in San Francisco. Um, that one's sold out, but we're taking it to Boulder on March 13th. So that is a Wednesday night, um, and we are doing it at um, the... Techstars office. And then later, we're going to actually come to New York. So so check it out. Right. And the reason you're going to Boulder is because there's a lot of startups in this space cropping up over there in Boulder, right? There are. And, you know, Mike Susi, actually, my first guest, his company is based there. Um, there's actually some connected toy companies that are there that are kind of cool. Um, so... Yeah, if you're in Boulder, or you kind of are really excited about this space, you know, come on by. It's a, it's a great place. Great. All right, Stacy. Well, without any further ado, we let's introduce people to the Almond Router. Yay. Thanks, Chris. Hi, this is Stacy Higginbotham, and welcome to our Internet of Things podcast. And today I have with me Ram Malasani, the founder and CEO of Securify. Hi, Ram. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Stacy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this should be fun. So Securify makes a, wi- a Wi-Fi router called the Almond that is the first touchscreen router. It launched, I believe, last year. Um, and now they've got a Kickstarter going for a router called the Almond Plus. And Ram, you want to just tell me a little bit about the Almond Plus and what you're trying to do with that? Sure. So Almond Plus, it's a, it's a really fast Wi-Fi router. Uh, it uses the latest 802.11ac. And also, uh, it has Zigbee and Z-Wave, which are the, maybe the two most popular uh, home automation uh, standards built into it. So you can use it with uh, lots of different sensors that are already available to build a very uh, low-cost uh, mm, home network. So, yeah. Awesome. And yeah, we should tell people how this kind of relates to the Internet of Things because they're probably like, what? What does a router have to do with the Internet of Things? Ram, you want to sure. take that? So, yeah, <clears throat> I guess uh, uh, when you talk about the Zigbee or Z-Wave sensors, you can, you can have things like uh, uh, light switches, thermostats, and door sensors, motion detectors. So some of these uh, are hooked into your power. Some of these are battery operated. But basically all these different sensors, you can have a lot of them. You can have maybe 50, 100, even more than that in one home. And all these will talk to your router. And because your router is connected to the internet, we have an app uh, with Almond Plus. So you can basically, no matter where you are, you can sort of manage this network uh, your home network uh, from wherever you are. So instead of, so like an example might be, I am looking at the smart things hub because they have Wi-Fi. they have, or they, they plan to have Wi-Fi. I should, it's not out yet. Um, they plan to have Zigbee. They plan to have some other radio standards. And then all of my connected devices, no matter what kind of radios they have can talk to that hub. What you're saying is instead of going with like the smart things router, or the SmartThings hub, I should just buy one of these routers because everything could just talk directly to my router. 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think the clarification, smart things, I think eventually did not have Wi-Fi built into it. So you would connect that uh, through the Ethernet to your existing Wi-Fi router. And the reason our original Almond did well is because it was easy to use. And we anticipate uh, we're going to see the same sort of problems uh, when people start doing any home automation when they have to deal with so many different boxes and so many different setups. And I think just setting up a router, it's, it's still a challenging thing for a lot of people now. If you ask them to set up all these new boxes, uh, uh, well, that's the problem Almond Plus, we hope, will solve. So it has all these home automation uh, controllers built into it. So if you want to use it, it's very easy to add new devices to your network if you don't want to use it you know it's still a great great router and but we hope people will use it because it's we've we've made it easy to uh, build a home uh, automated home with this yeah and it's it's pretty so i i just moved into a new house and i've been playing around with a variety of connected devices in one of my this is this may seem silly to like many people but one of my beefs is i've got my router, which is a lovely box, but isn't very pretty. Um, and then I've got all these other boxes hanging off of that or attached to ethernet cables next to it. And I have a little switch, um, which is, it's clutter. It's a lot of blinking lights. Um, I don't like it. So I, I can see how putting as much of this in one box and then giving it a touchscreen is pretty cool. Um, so let's kind of talk about the internet of things and what kind of use cases, because most people are probably sitting here going, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have connected stuff in my house, but, but why, why do I want a connected fridge? Why do I, why do I care? Can you kind of reality check for us? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about a couple of really simple use cases. Um, actually the fridge part, even we're trying to figure out how, how you can uh, use a connected fridge, but I'll talk about some uh, some other examples. Let's say, you know, you're going to bed and you don't know if the lights on or off at the porch, or you know if the door is open. So if you have have a couple of door sensors now, these are not very expensive, so you can sit sit in your bed and open up your smartphone app, and you will see instantly if you know they're turned off or not, and then. You can probably click a button called going to sleep and then it'll do a whole bunch of things for you. So uh, that's a really simple application. Another one is uh, if you have a, a thermostat that talks to this router and there, there are a lot of Z-Wave thermostats available uh, that could talk to Almond Plus, for example. You can be at your office and you know, before you leave for your home, you can uh, set your thermostat hot and it's nice and warm by the time you reach home. And uh, same thing, let's say you forgot to uh, turn off your thermostat and you left for office, you know, you can turn it off from your office. So you'll save money because it's not running for nothing all day. Got it. Okay. So, so I'm glad I'm glad you're on the same page as the smart fridge because yeah I'm like ah, um, don't get it yet. So there's there's this school of thought that you know it's one thing to have a connected device, but the real value is going to be in in having services. Um, so 
maybe to me, a service might be looping in all of my connected devices under one app, as opposed to the the myriad apps I use today. Um, Can you, or maybe with like a thermostat, having a, having it perform monitoring and then anticipate my needs rather than me having to remember to set it before I go home from the office. Um, Do you have any thoughts about like awesome services and things that, you know, people, people should be kind of thinking about when they're thinking about building connected devices and products? Yeah, I I think, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. So maybe uh, uh, eventually I think the evolution of this would be uh, even smarter than you turning off the thermostat remotely. So the thermostat uh, figuring out uh, you are not home and uh, going off uh, by itself. So uh, now to be very honest, um, some of the, we are going to release a cloud API and we we, we strongly feel uh, there will be developers out there who have better ideas than what we have ourselves uh, to you know, come up with these ideas to implement uh, really smart uh, ways to do home automation. So, well, and that's that's actually a good kind of segue into this idea of openness of platforms, and also kind of the problems right now. That kind of some of the barriers or the things that make it hard for consumers to adopt or understand this technology. I think kind of the closed nature of some platforms definitely puts some consumers off. But what other problems are there that you see or are there other issues? Yeah, I think closed nature, it's a big issue. Uh, for example, if you take look at Wi-Fi, um, you can buy, uh, if you go to Amazon, there are about 750 different routers you can buy. And for, for the most part, you can buy any one of them and you can be pretty sure that it'll work with your um, uh, Wi-Fi enabled smartphone or tablet or whatnot for the most part uh, but you can't say the same thing about the home automation devices uh, today and I think that's that's a big problem and unless uh, for example let's take the two most popular uh, home automation devices out there the Belkin Vimo and the Nest uh, thermostat now they don't talk to anybody else you know they're both proprietary uh, so I, I think I hope we hope that Zigbee would become that standard. It's not there yet. Uh, in fact, Nest uses Zigbee, but I think they run their own proprietary uh, algorithms on top of Zigbee. So a standard is, is really important for the adoption to take place in a large scale. Like you know, if you want home automation to become as big as Wi-Fi, I think we need good standards and companies following them. Got it. And so from the idea of like going back to kind of the idea of open standards and things like Zigbee, you guys support Zigbee on the Almond Plus, right? We do. We do support Zigbee and Z-Wave and we plan on uh, staying uh, 100% uh, compatible with the published Zigbee and Z-Wave standards. And any any sensors and devices that support these standards uh, will be compatible with them. And in fact, we gave a demo at the CES, uh, and every one of the sensors that we used for our demo were all 
third party sensors uh, off the shelf uh, that uh, that will just work with but, almond plus okay but you guys don't you you guys don't support the nest or i can't i can't pull the nest in with you guys right yeah unfortunately not now uh, we have not tested this ourselves but uh, it is reported that uh, nest cannot be controlled through other platforms and uh, apparently company called control 4 tried to uh, implement uh, uh, the api for nest but uh, they received a season desist now this is it's reported uh, so this is not something we have tested ourselves so this kind of gets down to the question of business models in kind of the internet of things and connected devices why would someone like nest want to kind of control everything versus kind of your strategy of kind of possibly doing the open cloud API so people can build apps, you know, against your stuff. Just kind of what's the rationale? Because obviously for consumers, I look at something like the openness and I'm like, gosh, that's what I want. Yeah, I, I, that's, a, that's a really good question. Uh, is it Now, the- there, are, there are for, if your company is first at something and you have a control platform, I think, from that company's point of view, there are maybe financial advantages to staying staying closed. Uh, so uh, I think uh, I think, uh, but overall, uh, it might be a very short term advantage because, of course, they'll have their platform and they'll have their customer base who will continue using their products. But I think wide to see wider adoption. Uh, Openness is important. Now, I, I have I have one analogy to make with Wi-Fi. Uh, if you know Apple is is a very, I guess, well-known example of uh, having their own uh, uh, standards in a lot of different areas. Let's imagine if uh, ten years ago when Wi-Fi first came out, Apple was actually the first company that had a Wi-Fi router and Wi-Fi integrated into a laptop. Uh, just imagine if. Apple had uh, decided they were going to do uh, their own Wi-Fi standard. I think it. I don't think Wi-Fi would have been where it is today if you know a couple of companies decided back then that okay, you know, we're not going to follow the standard. Uh, so I think it's really important uh, that there is a sta- good standard and uh, for the adoption to be big. Okay, because I, I, we just published a story last night saying that the Nest was now shipping like forty to 50,000 of its thermostats per month, which is huge. Um, and I would also think that Apple's, I mean, the guy who designed the Nest is the, was a former Apple designer. So um, I, I know there's the usability kind of perspective, which is what people usually use to talk about or to, to explain why they're closed because they want to control everything and make it really easy for the consumer. Um, and there's also this idea that they might eventually adopt a less proprietary version of Zigbee. Um, I know that like the Nike Runkeeper that worked with Apple's original iPhone used kind of a proprietary version of Bluetooth because it just consumed less power. But I think, I'm not 100% sure, but you know, hopefully they're they're moving beyond that, or they might move beyond that and adopt like Bluetooth low energy or something a little bit more, I guess, common. 
Um, so I'll hold out hope because right now as a consumer, I don't want to buy a nest because I don't want it. Like I want my stuff to talk to each other. Of course, I'm willing to put a lot more work into my home network, I guess. Um, so let's talk about Zigbee versus Z-Wave because you, your router works with both and they're both really common standards. I kind of thought Z-Wave was like done for. I, I just don't hear about it at all. Um, so I was kind of surprised to see that you guys are supporting that. Um, and then I was also kind of surprised to hear about like the interoperability issues with Zigbee. So can you kind of talk about what's happening on the Zigbee and Z-Wave front? Yeah, sure. So actually, uh, if you look at the the news coverage, Zigbee tends to dominate news, maybe 10 to 1, maybe even more than that, 20 to 1 compared to Z-Wave. Uh, but Z-Wave has been around a lot longer. And uh, if you actually go out there and try to buy a sensor, let's say you go to Fry's and look for a sensor, you won't, you will hardly find anything with Zigbee in it. It's, uh, and even Z-Wave, it's hard to find because the sensor mar uh, market, it's still a very DIY market. It's not a mainstream product. Uh, so, but you will find uh, Z-Wave and same thing with Amazon. If you go to Amazon, you'll hardly find any Zigbee sensors, but you'll find a ton of Z-Wave thermostats, light switches, dimmers, door sensors. and uh, So this is why we decided to uh, have Z-Wave in our in Almond Plus because there are a lot of users who have invested thousands of dollars in, into their existing homes and they have these Z-Wave sensors and we don't want them to throw those away. And, and the reason why we have Zigbee is we do think, even though it has a lot of compatibility issues at this point, we do think that is the standard of the, of the future. So uh, because unlike Z-Wave, which is controlled by a single company, Sigma Design, uh, Zigbee is, is an open standard. And uh, in the long run, we, we believe the prices will come down faster on uh, Zigbee and also uh, there will be more options. So uh, hopefully, yeah. Okay, so if, if I'm thinking about my home network and my home internet of things, it's going to be built on Zigbee is what we're hoping for. Today it's probably more Z-Wave-ish. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and another good example is the Loves Iris, uh, which which also supports both Zigbee and Z-Wave. Uh, and again, that is the problem with Zigbee. We have looked at the Iris uh, sensors and their Z-Wave devices, they are compatible with, you know, the Z-Wave standard. And we've, in fact, demonstrated compatibility with uh, the Loves thermostat at CES. But if you look at their Zigbee sensors, they're not following the Zigbee uh, protocol strictly. So, um, and this is this is a problem uh, with Zigbee now, but uh, we're hoping they have a new standard in the works called Zigbee 2013, but I think it'll be next year before that's out, uh, where they're, I think uh, they are a little aware of this uh, problem. So, Let's hope uh, that's going to solve the compatibility problems with Zigbee. So we need a Zigbee alliance that gets more, more like the Wi-Fi alliance in terms of certification and smacking down products that are not compatible. Right, right. Okay. 
Um, and let's see what, so as a, as a consumer, I look at all this and I say, my God, I do not want to buy anything right now. Um, I'm really excited about the internet of things. I'm excited about a connected home, but, but I want things to work together. And it looks like, it feels like it's still too early. What, what would your recommendation be to someone who's standing there, you know, in the, <laughs> there's not a sensor aisle in Home Depot yet, but who, who's kind of contemplating trying to do this, what would you tell them to do today? Yeah, I, I guess I should be, I should have been selling almond, but I, I think I ended up scaring people from home automation. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think uh, uh, that's why actually you'll see that a lot of uh, companies coming out with uh, home automation products, they are coming out with kits instead of standalone product, uh, uh, we're, we're trying to change that. We're trying to maintain compatibility with a lot of different sensors. Uh, and we'll be publishing uh, the list of products compatible with our uh, uh, Almond Plus. And so people can go see you know, what all is compatible. And we hope to keep adding more and more products to that. So uh, eventually they don't have to worry whether it's compatible or not. Uh, yeah, we're not there yet. Uh, I think uh, it will take some time before people feel comfortable buying something and and not worrying that, okay, is, is this going to work with my home automation system or not? Got it. All right. Any last words for us, Ron? Well, um, I think this is just the beginning for um, the Internet of Things, very, very early stages. Uh, and uh, I think we have a pretty exciting uh, future ahead of us. I totally agree. I just wish it were here faster. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Stacy. Bye-bye.